Well, hello everybody, we come to the seventh uh, session in our series on David. This one is focusing on 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6, where we read, David found strength in the Lord his God. And I'll tell the story surrounding that in just a moment. But first I want to pray a prayer based on Ephesians 1, 18 and 19, where Paul says this. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which God has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. So let's pray that we would know that. Uh, we praise you, Lord God our Father, that the same power that raised Christ from the dead, that mighty strength, is available to us by your Holy Spirit. And as David learnt to find strength in you, so teach us now that we may find strength in you more and more with each day. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so last week we saw how David was fleeing from Saul, how this process was taking several years, how David was having to learn to wait for God's time and honour Saul in the process. Uh, we pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 27 where we read this, verse 1, David thought to himself, one of these days I'll be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is escape to the land of the Philistines, then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel and I will be safe. It doesn't say that David inquired of the Lord about this. He just decided he was going to do it. Uh, he'd gone there before and it hadn't gone well. But he goes back to Achish, the king of Gath. And Achish agrees to give him a town for him and his men to live in, Ziklag. Uh, and David and his men, several hundred of them, based themselves in Ziklag. Uh, by, the by the time we get to chapter 29... David has been there the best part of a year. Things have settled down. Uh, the Philistines are at war with Israel and the Philistine king asks David and his men to join him going to battle against Israel. Now this is a disaster. David is the anointed king of Israel. He's living with the enemies of Israel and he's about to go to war against the people of God. 1 Samuel chapter 29. The Philistines gathered all their forces at Aphek and Israel camped by the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistine rulers marched with their units of hundreds and thousands, David and his men were marching at the rear with Achish. The commanders of the Philistines asked, what about those Hebrews? Achish replied, is this not David, who was an officer of Saul, king of Israel? He's been with me for a year already and from the day he left Saul till now I found no fault in him. But the Philistine commanders were angry with Achish and said, Send the man back that he may return to the place you assigned him. He must not go with us into battle, or he could turn against us during the fighting. How better could he regain his master's favour than by taking the heads of our own men? And so Achish sends David and his men back to Ziklag, and mercifully David does not fight against the Lord's people. But when they reach Ziklag, they discover a disaster. 1 Samuel chapter 30. David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it, and they had taken captive the women and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. 
When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. So this is David's absolute lowest point. It's been several years uh, since he's been fleeing from Saul. He's still the anointed future king of Israel, but he's been living with the enemy of the people of Israel. And now even his own men have turned on him and he is utterly alone. And this is where we find the words 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6. But David found strength in the Lord his God. It's really important that each one of us learns how to do this. There seems to come a time for all of us where we wind up fairly isolated on our own and needing to find strength in God for ourselves. Now normally we have other people around us to help us. We saw uh, in past weeks how Jonathan strengthened David and helped him find strength in the Lord. And normally we have our prayer partners or triplets or formations, our small groups, we have, have others to help us. Uh, I remember uh, when I became serious as a disciple of Jesus when I was 18 as a student, that first term I thought everything was going really well and I was growing well. And then I went home for the holidays and found myself fairly isolated. I no longer had the vibrant church, uh, the student church I was part of. I no longer had the Christian union or friends I prayed with. And on my own, I realised I wasn't doing quite so well as a Christian as I thought I was. Uh, and if you find yourself isolated and on your own, it's really important that you can find strength in the Lord your God. Normally, we have others around us. Uh, they can strengthen us, they can help us. But we need to learn how to do this for ourselves. And indeed, we need to learn how to strengthen others. So I've got seven things briefly here. Uh, they're from various people in the Bible, some of them from David, others from others. There are obviously, there's obviously much more that could be said. Uh, now you may be good at some of these seven already, but perhaps ask the Lord to highlight one of them to you for you to grow in being able to strengthen yourself in the Lord. So the first one I've got here is worship. We know that David loved to worship the Lord and many of the Psalms were written by him. Uh, let me read to you some verses from the Psalms and these focus on God being David's strength. Psalm 18 and verse one, I love you, Lord, my strength. Psalm 18 and verse 32, it is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. Psalm 28 verses 7 to 8, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people. Psalm 29 verse 1, Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Uh, there are many more, but let me just read you one more. Psalm 105 and verse 4. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. 
And this is what David did when he was on his own in Ziklag, when the men had turned against him. And when he didn't know where to turn, he looked to the Lord and his strength. Now, I spoke about using the Psalms last time, so I won't say more about them other than this. Uh, the idea again, perhaps to look through them and write your own psalm using the verses that, that you can make your own prayer and make them into a, a psalm that you use for you. So worship, the first one. The second way to strengthen ourselves on the Lord is to meditate on scripture, uh, to read the scriptures and to meditate on them. Uh, I've been reading Joshua recently. Let me read to you from Joshua chapter one, verses five to nine, uh, actually verses six to nine. God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and, su and successful have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go so joshua is told to be strong and the way to strengthen himself is to meditate on god's word day and night uh, now very helpful thing pointed out to me years ago about meditating. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Worrying is turning over in your mind all the bad things that might happen. Meditating is turning in your mind the promises of God. Meditating on the scriptures, you choose to focus on them and chew them over. Uh, God promises to be with Joshua. Jesus promised the same for us, the end of Matthew's gospel. I am with you always. So as you read scripture, Look for a verse or a promise that you can learn, that you can remember. Jot it in your journal, learn it, meditate on it. Ask the Lord to bring it back to your mind uh, and be careful to obey what he says. We're told that the scriptures are like milk for newborn babies. They're like honey, sweet to the taste. They're like meat. And as we eat them, as we, we chew on them, they strengthen us inwardly. So first thing, worship. Second thing, meditating on scripture. Uh, third one is to rejoice in the Lord. Now for this, I want to turn to Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10, where Nehemiah says these great words, the joy of the Lord is your strength. People were tempted to weep and mourn, but they had a great festival day uh, as the walls had been rebuilt in Jerusalem. And Nehemiah says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And together with worshipping God, choosing to rejoice in the Lord is a way of strengthening yourself in the Lord. Indeed, St Paul says in Philippians 4 verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Uh, and in that sense, being joyless is probably sinful. We are to choose to rejoice in the Lord. Jesus said in John 15 and verse 11, I've told you this, that your joy is may be complete and joy gives strength and the absence of joy causes weakness now we can learn to rejoice in the lord we can learn to be joyful we can choose to celebrate 
We get the word holiday from the old holy days. Holy days were feast days where God's people celebrated the lives of great heroes of the faith. Uh, we're not talking about hedonism, just the pursuit of pleasure. When you pursue pleasure, actually your capacity for it decreases. We're talking about the true joy that comes to those who've devoted themselves to something far greater than personal happiness. And as we rejoice in the Lord, so we find him strengthening us more and more. Uh, here's a fourth one for you. And this is to be still before the Lord and to wait on him. And for this, I want to turn to Isaiah. Famous verses from the end of Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah 40 verses 27 to 31. These have been very significant to me for a variety of reasons down the years and were made famous when they were read in that film Chariots of Fire as the great Bible reading on the Sunday. Uh, Isaiah chapter 40 verses 27 to 31. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, and he increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, or those who wait on the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God gives strength to us as we wait on him. Do you know that song, Strength Will Rise As We Wait Upon The Lord? That's where it comes from. If you're looking at this in your own Bible, just glance across the page, Isaiah 41.10. God says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And just a few chapters earlier in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, God says, in quietness and trust is your strength. So one of the ways to strengthen yourself in the Lord is to be still before him. Uh, ideally, every day to take a time of prayer, often best first thing in the morning or first lull of the day if you're a busy mum, but some people find it best in the evening, uh, to be still before the Lord, to think back over the last day, to thank God for what's good, to say sorry for what's bad, to ask the Lord to highlight particular things to us that we might have missed, to be still and to wait on him. Uh, a fifth thing uh, for learning to be strong in the Lord is thankfulness. I want to turn back to St Paul here and Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 and 7 uh, where we read this. Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Uh, so this key is thankfulness. When we're struggling and we're down, it's very hard to be thankful. David, at this point in the story, would have really struggled to find things to be thankful for. Everything had gone. His wives had been captured, his men had turned against him. Uh, he was living in Philistine land. 
but thankfulness is a discipline. There are always things we can thank God for, for God's favour, for Jesus, for forgiveness, for the hope of heaven, for so much more that he has done for us. Uh, count your blessings, as the old song has it, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Thankfulness. So worship is one. Meditating on scripture is another. Choosing to rejoice in the Lord. Being still before him. Thankfulness. Uh, now here's another one. This is number six, and it's from Ephesians chapter six. Uh, put on the armour of God. When you are struggling, the evil one will have even more of a go at you. Uh, he will look to kick you when you're down. So Ephesians 6 verses 10 and 11 says this. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so you can stand against the devil's schemes. Uh, you can read the armour of God there, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel boots, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit and prayer throughout. Don't get taken out. Put on the armour of God. Uh, some Christians, as part of their morning quiet time, just choose to, as it were, put on that armour, uh, thanking God for his truth, his righteousness, for the gospel that gives us a good sturdy foothold, for the shield of faith, for the helmet of salvation, for the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So put your armour on. And seventh one, and the last one, and this might be the most important, is to remember that God is fully committed to strengthening you. Uh, we looked at this verse in the first session on David, 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God is fully committed to strengthening you as you seek to live for him. Uh, so it's not like Aladdin's lamp where we're trying to uh, rub the lamp and get strength out of a genie to do things for us. God is trying to get his strength into us. It's far more can God get us to open up to his strength. Uh, he is committed to strengthening you and we open ourselves to receive his strength in all of these ways by worshipping, by meditating on the scriptures, by rejoicing in the Lord, by being still before him, by thankfulness, by putting our armour on and by looking to him. Uh, you will know, many of you, that James Hudson Taylor, my, one of my great heroes the, who pioneered mission to inland China, uh, this, this biography is so wonderful, it contains so much from his journals. There was a point where he was really struggling. He knew that God had all the resources and he knew that it was faith that was the way to access them. And he writes, but how to get faith strengthened? And he struggled with this for a while until he had a light bulb moment. He said, how to get faith strengthened? Not by striving after faith, but by resting on the faithful one. So don't try and drum up strength from within. God has all the strength. We look to him. Paul said to Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.1, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So as you rest in his faithfulness, uh, he is the faithful one. There's a great song about that you might like to sing as well, faithful one, so unchanging. 
uh, God will strengthen you as you look to him. Now I know I've said lots of things here, seven at least points there. Uh, do meet together with others whenever you can. It's always better not to be isolated. When you do meet with others as they pray for you, they may have prophetic words for you. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement and comfort. And I've been strengthened often in praying for people who've had a word or a picture for me from the Lord. But there are those times when you are isolated and on your own, as David was. And that's when you need to have learnt how to strengthen yourself in the Lord by worshipping, by meditating on his word, by rejoicing in him, by being still before him, by thankfulness, by putting your armour on and by remembering that God is strength, committed to strengthening you. If you're discussing this together, uh, ask each other, how do you best find strength in the Lord? Different ones of you will be good at different aspects of this. And perhaps ask, what of all these other things might be most helpful for you to lean into now? What spiritual discipline would be good for you as you learn to strengthen yourself in the Lord? As I said at the beginning, we're taking a break from David over the summer. Uh, I hope there will be seven more uh, sessions on David in the autumn. Uh, but may God bless you and strengthen you as you seek to follow him. Uh, let me pray for you. We praise you, Lord God, that you are committed to strengthening those whose hearts are fully devoted to you. We thank you that David learnt to find strength in you at this low point. And we thank you that uh, his people then returned to him and his wives and family, all their families were restored. I pray for each one listening to this today, that you will help them to find strength in you and for us as a church at St Paul's that we would strengthen each other in you and that all of us would be better at finding strength in you. Deepen our worship, our meditation on the scriptures. Give us grace to rejoice in you and be still before you. Help us to overflow in thankfulness and keep our armour on. But most of all we thank you that you are committed to strengthening us and we pray that you will do that day by day. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.